You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 250. In this episode, a practical look at combining training methods for better results, the right fats for a lean body, and the first of four questions you must ask when goal setting. During the last podcast, I think I forgot to mention that at the website fitgirlpodcast.com, there's a survey right at the top of how you're doing with COVID-19 and your training and just in general. So make sure you stop by there. It's just a couple of questions and uh, click it, take it, let me know what's going on. And if you've visited that site or fitnessmakeover.com, you may have noticed some links to the apparel version or apparel website for fitnessmakeover.com. And this has a whole slew of different types of shirts for men and women with some of the different creations uh, that I've made. Some are just different things that we've said while working out and thought, hey, that'd make a great t-shirt. So that is something to check out because there's certainly a lot of nice things there and very motivating. You can also use that as a way to motivate yourself to stay consistent with your workout. Like if I complete X amount of workouts, I'm going to get myself a tank top or a t-shirt or a bandana for my dog or whichever thing you want to choose. So there's so many different designs and different products available. There also are a few on my Etsy shop, Strong and Powerful. So that's something else. If you prefer to shop on Etsy, you can get some of the items there as well. So anyways, check them out. Um, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and I can be adding more things in the future. Now we've been going over different ways that you can use training, different types of training methods. And today we're gonna to go over how to combine a couple of those. You certainly don't have to combine every single training method known to man with every single exercise known to man to have good results, but sometimes you wanna mix it up and use a little bit of one or the other, or sometimes it just kinda of comes naturally. And like a lot of things, it may be a specific theory, but it's just kinda of common sense too. So going over forced reps, that's something where you have a partner that's either helping you lift the weight and you work on that negative portion, or using cheating methods to get the weight up if you're do, working out by yourself. And again, that slow concentration on the negative because as we reviewed before, that is one of the best ways to get yourself stronger. And when we talk stronger, we're talking lean muscle, which increases the metabolism for permanent fat loss. So that's why it is so important to get stronger and to increase your weights, even if it's just a pound or a half a pound. But these negative resistance methods are going to really help you get stronger. So forced reps is one of them. And then of course, just taking any exercise and just doing the very slow negative. It doesn't have to be every single repetition. You might just want to do that for maybe the last one or two repetitions. Or if you're training at home and you are doing body weight type exercises, then you're definitely going to want to focus on a very slow negative to help yourself fatigue faster because maybe you don't have enough weight to challenge yourself for a certain exercise. It still goes kind of back to that main principle, which is time under tension. And the more time under tension, the stronger you're going to get. And here we go again, the stronger you are, the more muscle. And again, that's lean muscle, not big bulky muscle, unless you want that. And that's a different type of training program. Anyways, muscle equals metabolism 
and that's what allows you to eat what you want and stay in shape. And yes, it is doable because if I could do it, anybody can do it. Another training method was using supersets as either a circuit or some combination of the two. And I use supersets all the time, whether it's with myself or with clients, just because I don't have a lot of time either in the gym or if I'm with a client, I've got only a certain amount of time and I want to get as much for them as possible. So we will often use supersets and that is taking two exercises, doing them back to back and then resting for a period of time. Now, depending on what the goals are, supersets can be done with antagonistic muscles. That means front to back. So we might do a back and a chest exercise or even a back and a shoulder exercise right in a row, then rest. Um, we might choose biceps and triceps, uh, quads and hamstrings. Obviously there's infinite numbers of ways to mix it up and you don't have to use antagonistic muscles to do supersets. You can do chest fly and superset that with a chest press. That's kind of a pre-fatigue motion for your chest muscles. So again, if you're really, really short on time, supersets definitely help you not, not only get more out of your time, but also keeps your body moving, keeps you burning faster. And you'll find if you're using a heavy enough weight, it will be very cardiovascular. And there's a huge difference, not only in how you feel with doing certain cardiovascular type movements, but how your body reacts to them. So there's a difference between doing say 15 repetitions of something that then makes you feel the muscle burning and that's the type of cardio you feel versus using a heavier weight, maybe for five repetitions, six repetitions, that's more like a sprint. So your sprints are definitely gonna get more bang for the buck when it comes to your metabolism and of course burning calories. So think of it when you're training and you're thinking cardiovascular, think of the sprint aspect because we already know that's going to do better for your metabolism and burn more calories than doing the long slow distance which is what your lighter weight more repetitions would be. That's also a good way to see how cardiovascular work affects your body. The long, slow distance doesn't really work as well for long-term fat loss as your sprints. And so again, strength being the most important thing. And strength is relative, but you do wanna keep those repetitions between let's say the four to eight range, maybe 10 sometimes, but you really don't need to go over that if you're looking to really change the shape of your body. If you're looking more for endurance because maybe you're going hiking or something, then yes, you might wanna use more repetitions. I mean, there's certainly different protocols that allow you to use 15 repetitions for a specific reason. But overall, if you're looking to boost the metabolism and change the shape of your body, then the heavier you can go, the better. Now, I forgot to mention when it comes to using supersets as a circuit, if you are very, very short on time, you might wanna skip the whole rest period in between things altogether and just use superset after superset after superset, alternating upper body, lower body, so that your upper body gets a chance to rest while your lower body's working and vice versa. So you could go from that, let's say, uh, chest fly to chest press and then immediately into squats and hamstring curl and then back into lat pull down and shoulder press and then on to lunges and something else which doesn't necessarily have to be the same body part you could also say okay lunges and bicep curl 
because the smaller body parts don't need as much training if you're getting the heavier lifts on the larger body parts. So you may do three exercises for legs and back, but only one for biceps or triceps. Or in the same respect, if you're doing multiple sets, you might end up with say a total of eight sets for back and just three for biceps. You know, I'm usually citing some sort of study that I've come across, so let me put this one in here now. Uh, there was actually studies, uh, let's see, back in 2010 that showed that using supersets actually caused more metabolic activity than just regular strength training, which would be straight sets, where you just do one set, rest a little bit, one set, rest a little bit. So using supersets not only helps to save a lot of time, it also obviously helps to keep your heart rate up, but it also has a better afterburn effect than regular straight set resistance training. So pretty much no matter what you're training, using some sort of negative for an exercise or two or more is going to give you an extreme benefit. And then so will doing supersets. And whether you're doing your workouts at home or at the gym, those are two things you can definitely make use of to get better results. When it comes to making goals, we all know that we need to write them down and we need to have specific, realistic goals. But there's a few more questions that you need to ask about each goal so that you can better break it down into segments that you can actually achieve. And these I call stepping stones because each little step gets you closer to that goal. And like anything else, breaking something big or seemingly unsurmountable into enough small parts makes it much easier and not as overwhelming. And sometimes people will get overwhelmed and just quit because they don't see the small parts. They just see that one big, huge goal looming and think it's impossible to reach. So here is the first question you want to think about when you make a goal. You want to ask yourself, what difficulties stand between me and my goal? So that's going to tell you a whole lot about whether this is going to be an easy thing to achieve or something that you're going to have to really put in some planning for. And if your time frame is realistic and you need help, are there things that you don't know how to do that are crucial to you reaching that goal or things you don't understand? Do you need a guide who's maybe already accomplished this goal? Do you need a mentor to give you some advice and encouragement or support? What exactly do you need? And all of these could actually be different types of difficulties that stand between you and your goal. Another difficulty could be your past experience with whatever this goal is. Maybe each time you've tried to do this, you've either somehow failed or something got in the way or a different priority popped up and you had to put it on the back burner. And that tends to be very common when it comes to either weight loss or getting your body in shape or fitness in general. There's always something that seems to take over a priority when it really might not be a priority. It might just be something in the back of your head that says you have to come up with some reason not to do this. So again, look back at that goal. Is it something that you keep trying over and over to do, but you never accomplish? Is it because of the difficulties that come up while you're doing it? Maybe the schedule is too difficult for you to do or maintain. Maybe there's just too many factors involved and maybe you realistically need to revise that goal. And of course, like anything else that comes with the goal setting, write it down. It's always going to be easier to see your path if you write it down. 
It's also going to be easier to go back and reevaluate where you may have gotten stuck or what was a difficulty that was larger than you originally anticipated if it's written down. Don't count on your memory to remember months ago or whenever you started this goal. People always say that, but you know what? Realistically, you're not going to remember exactly how you felt at that moment when you made that goal. That's why writing it down is so important. Another thing that's very important um, would be having either a buddy that's doing a goal with you. It doesn't have to be the exact same goal, but somebody else that is taking the same steps that you are as far as writing things down, making goals, uh, making a commitment to achieve something. And that way, at least you have some support there. And maybe you guys schedule a meeting once a week, or even you get a trainer or a coach or, or whatever to help guide you and make you accountable. And that might be one of the difficulties that was in your way in the past. Maybe you were not accountable to anyone. And basically when you're not accountable, it's really easy to say, oh, I'll skip this, or I won't do this, or it's not as big a goal as I thought it was when you're kind of cheating yourself because and when you're trying to figure out what things stand in your way of reaching this goal, think of the past difficulties or maybe obstacles that have uh, come up when you've tried to reach this goal. Why are you not at this goal already? What's holding you back? What stands in your way? And that way you can figure out what problems you need to solve, what difficulties you need to overcome, and how to make the best plan so that you can actually achieve that goal. Oftentimes the only reason why you haven't already achieved that goal is because your mind sabotages you and you need help figuring out how to overcome that because you're really ultimately not sure of your capabilities. You really know that that's just an excuse for you to abandon the goal because you maybe don't have the confidence in your own ability to actually achieve it. One thing I often say to my clients is that, you know what, I know what your body is capable of more than you do. And that's because they already have their own preconceived notions of, I can't lift that, I can't do that, I can't make this happen. And they can, they just have this negative image of whatever it is. Whereas I can be more analytical and say, well, based on your weights here and your actions here, yes, you can do this. So before the next podcast, make sure you write down a goal, at least one of them, and write down what difficulties stand between you and that goal right now, and maybe even jot down a few of the stepping stones that are going to be needed to reach that goal. So I think by now we kind of know that fat is good for you. It just depends on what kind and when you eat it and how much of it you have. So here are some tips for eating the right amount of fat for a lean body and including the best fats you can eat for fat loss. First of all, of course, eat foods that contain the omega-3 fats, the EPA and DHA frequently, and that would be fish, grass-fed meat, and some dairy. Now I know some people don't like fish, so I'll talk about some supplements that you can use for getting those omega-3 fats in, but the importance of them is that they actually support your body composition by means of improving the insulin signaling to the cells, which of course not only supports better metabolism, but better blood sugar levels, keeping you a little more steady all day long as well. Now, omega-3 fats have also been shown to offer some protection for your brain and to help lower inflammation. So besides fish being your obvious choice, your other good sources could also be pork, organic dairy, uh, pasture-raised beef, 
There's probably other ones you can look around for. I'm just not familiar with all of them because usually fish and supplements kind of fit the bill. And speaking of supplements, if you use fish oil for your omega-3 capsules, you definitely want to make sure that it is pure. So when you open a bottle, you might want to kind of chew on one. Um, if it tastes slightly weird or nasty, then it's probably oxidized. And that would be no good um, because a normal, safe, non-oxidized capsule would just taste bland. And a supplement that is no good is not going to do good for you. Now with proteins, we don't have a whole lot of choices, but with fats we do. So you definitely want to look for some variety in your choice of fats. So besides the above meats we just talked about, there are nuts, seeds, avocado, olive oil. These all provide the omega-6 fats. And when those are eaten in balance with the omega-3s are very, very good for you. And that's why you'll find a lot of your supplements contain both of them because you, you need them all to work together. Now your omega-6 fats are the ones that are also necessary for healthy tissue, nice hair, nice skin, healthy joints. So obviously you can see how they all work together to benefit your body. There's a lot of different seeds that actually have the omega-6 in them. There's black currant seed, hemp seeds. Um, there's also oils made from seeds, evening primrose oil, barrage seed. Uh, and I'm sure they make barrage oil too. Um, all of these can be found and kind of added to your foods. Now, I haven't personally tried this, but I have been told that when you're adding seeds to your diet, to soak them in water with salt overnight for better digestion, and then sprinkle them, add them to shakes, salads, vegetables, uh, chicken, whatever. So if you've heard of that too, or if you've actually done it, let me know in the comments. And let me know in the comments what other seed choices you may have made that are equally as good. Now we're always trying to keep your blood sugar levels stable and one of the best ways to do that is having fat with protein and plants, meaning vegetables or fruit, and to de-emphasize the high carb foods. That's going to help those blood sugar levels stay steady, that's going to keep your metabolism more even keel, not going to starvation mode. So this is where again fats are good when eaten in combination with other foods. And it also helps you to feel full if you're having less carbs. Now, I'm not saying no carbs, I'm just saying less, because if you're trying to drop weight, then obviously you're gonna cut back somewhere and that's a good place to start. And one last reminder to hit the fitgirlpodcast.com site and do the COVID survey and check out all the different apparel at fitnessmakeover.com and at the Etsy store, Strong and Powerful. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.